0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special Is This Just Fantasy? premiere. <laughs> I'm your host, Geordie Bailey. And on the
1: awkward experiment, better off left ignored, Duncan Nickel.
0: Duncan, an experiment. This sounds very exciting and Frankensteinish. what What's happening? What, what was wrong with the show before? I, I thought it was brilliant. Perfect. We were winning all the accolades.
1: I know, I know, but... You just need to kind of give things a little twist now and then, you know,
0: shake things up, Geordie. This is the experimental second album. This is when we get really into, like, electropop.
1: This is where we regret it so much we don't even put it out and forget it and never speak of it again.
0: But you're being a serious negative Nancy now, Duncan. Surely it can't be that much of a risk.
1: So we've got something a little bit different this week. Into sort of a celebration of May the 4th, best day of the year, mm-hmm. and overall love of Star Wars, we thought, let's cover a Star Wars book, or comic,
0: or anything. Exactly. We did the Revenge of a Sith novelization last week, so we had a little discussion about, could we do something else to coincide? But a couple of things sort of came up at once, right, Duncan? I mean, the big one was the fact that we're kind of already doing the Northern Lights, so, you know, we'd have to, like, really mix things up a little bit and cram another book in there. And there was another big problem, which is that I really... Do not want to read another Star Wars book.
1: Geordie sadly does not share my absolute love of the Star Wars expanded universe. So there's also thought- a
0: crucial difference, Duncan, which is that like I'm still like in the dating field. I'm not in an established relationship. Like m- my rep depends quite a lot on like the books I choose to read in this podcast. I'm winning major favours by the fact I read A Court of Thorns and Roses. That can go on my bumble. I can't say I'm reading Star Wars novels.
1: I mean, I don't know what to say. I think if you're not dating the type of person attracted to a man reading Star Wars novels, you're just not meeting the right match. Really, it's a screening process. I,
0: Duncan, you say this. My new current girlfriend has never seen a Star Wars movie.
1: Okay, so um, let me know when you comes to your new current ex
0: and uh, we'll talk more then. Uh-huh. Actually, Duncan, I'm going to say something which I just remembered, and it might make things worse. She has seen a Star Wars movie, uh, which she quite liked. That movie was called Solo.
1: <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, if she liked Solo, mate, she's going to love some of the others. Have you thought about how you want to introduce it? Are, are you, is that a plan? Is that on your mind? You're like, okay, I've got someone they've not seen no, Star Wars,
0: Duncan. I'm, I, it's, it's really not a plan. Like, I don't really. I kind of just want to leave some of my Star Wars behind me. You know, like when like someone comes into a samurai's house and they, they point to the, the sword on the wall and they say, what's that? And he says, never ask me about that. That's me in Star Wars.
1: And then they go, so why is it kept on display? a uh, r- Reminder of my
0: eternal shame, Duncan.
1: Well... So this was The Compromise. Instead of us both reading a book and discussing it at book club, we thought we'd do kind of a a lore dump, a deep dive, a history Mm. expansion, a crawl through the depths of literature.
0: But only for one of us.
1: Only for one of us. And this time, it was me. I took the plunge. I say a plunge. It's a very pleasant swim. Um, To revisit a piece of Star Wars lore that I love. And essentially, I'm just going to talk about it to Jordy for the next hour. And he's going to listen.
0: I yeah it's I I don't know why like I've done this to myself because essentially I'm being metaphorically tied to a chair and being told factoids instead of like reading a book.
1: I'm really excited for this, Doody mm. Are you ready?
0: <sighs> Can I just like watch all of Star Wars visions? Like, would that appease you? Would that make you not do this to me?
1: I mean, it's a it's something you should do, but. It's not going to get out of you out this one. Some of Visions is new, it's cutting edge, it's flashy. This, this we're going back. Back in time, mate. 1991 we're going back to.
0: That's an interesting year to choose, because that means it's like, like, what, 10 years after Return of the Jedi, and 7 years before Phantom Menace, so we're in the in-between times.
1: We are, and it was a weird time for Star Wars. As you said, Return of the Jedi came out in, like, 1983. And big success. Everyone goes to the movies. But then things kind of peter out. There were little things. The Marvel comic run kept going for, like, another two to three years. Uh, There were books. There was a trilogy called the Han Solo Adventures and the Lando Adventures. But they weren't mm, big sellers. They weren't hard hitters,
0: headliners. Is that Han Solo ampersand Lando, or is that the separate Han Solo and Lando book series?
1: Two separate book series: a trilogy for Han and a trilogy for Lando. And they were they were out See. there. This is a time when, before the prequel, so sort of the expanded lore hadn't like firmly been set in place, so people were coming to this more with a a wide eye, and more a more of a Flash Gordon, a 50s sci sci-fi. Things were still in flux, even with
0: George Lucas himself. How, how much creative control did George Lucas have in this period of time? Could he, like, put the kibosh on things, or did he just not really care?
1: So, I think you've sort of both... Is- the answer there, he could. He had complete creative control. He could put this, his stamp down on anything. He could veto anything. And he did multiple things, particularly around like the prequel era, which he sort of always felt like he wanted to tell the story. He'd be like, he'd be like can I talk about the Clone Wars? He'd be like, no. What about Luke and Leia's mother? He's like, hang no, on, hang on. Just don't go near it. That's I need me. to
0: hear your George Lucas impression, Duncan. Uh, my
1: my George Lucas? No, <laughs> What the... F- That was, I don't know where I was shifting to.
0: The thing about George Lucas Duncan is that he's he's very soft-spoken and he kind of speaks in between his lips. Like you had to really round out the sounds. Don't talk about the Clone Wars. Um, I want to to tell stories about the Clone Wars.
1: Which he later did to, I think, great success eventually. Um. Uh, mm, uh. (laughs) But into this space... A notion was formed in the early 90s. Star Wars was kind of dying down. And even George Lucas was like, would people even care if I, like, try to bring these back?
0: I want to tell stories about Howard the Duck.
1: I mean, I don't think that film's as bad as people say. Um, But a plan was struck. The idea that they would release a book a book that would take us beyond Return of the Jedi for the first time. A book that would tell the next step in the adventures of Luke, Leia, Han, Chewbacca, Lando. What happened next? The next big threat to the galaxy. Mm. And that book was Heir to the Empire and the related series, written by Timothy Zorn, bringing in Thrawn, a character that has transcended from legends to canon and and is looking to appear in live action soon. So exciting. And it made us... Big old splash.
0: Yes, yes. I I am vaguely aware, vaguely aware, on the periphery about like this character, like the sort of thing where it just like it just sort of gets brought up, you know, in um general YouTube trivia on 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 the history of Star Wars. And I remember some YouTubers getting really excited when he appeared in like an animated Star Wars cartoon, maybe
1: Star Wars Rebels. Yep, he appears in the second two seasons. He is a... I think he's kind of... A, I was describing as like a Moriarty type. Um, to make him different to the Emperor Invader. You know, he's... He's not a Force user. He's a, he's a planner. He sits there and he thinks through these elaborate strategies. Um, he has this weird thing about art. Where he's like... By analysing this culture's art... I will be able to judge whether or not this general... Will be like... Conservative or... Defensive... In his like... Military strategies.
0: Ah... Huh. Duncan, that's um, that's really stupid. Yes, that's but really it, stupid. I think there's you know a nicer angle. We have, like loads of different types of art. It's hey, mate. Like, yeah, we also have loads of different you types take of biome. Same interpretation from Banksy as you could from like cave paintings.
1: I'm gonna to want to say that maybe he's a bit. He's clever enough to be like. I'm gonna look at the very specific artwork that this general would have come from like his culture but i still feel like that means nothing
0: i mean star wars does just have like one biome for per planet so maybe they literally just have one art style per planet this is the art deco planet i swear to god if you draw postmodernism, you will be shot into space
1: oh boy okay well i'm not going to tell you about some things in law oh boy but geordie we're not going to talk about thorn today because thorn's the success story Thrawn was the big seller that set off a chain reaction of books to come out in the Bateman era. They were the publishers. So many more Star Wars works. No. We're going to look at the little awkward experiment. Oh. We're going to talk, and this, I think this experiment is so interesting because it's even, in many respects, it's still in canon, in a way. This is the story right. that I feel most inspires from the events in Rise of Skywalker.
0: Interesting.
1: And this is Dark Empire. Dark Empire, published by Dark Horse. What have you heard about it?
0: Nothing. I've never heard of this.
1: Okay, so we've got... It's a six-part limited comic series, powered by Dark Horse, written by Tom Veach, and artist artwork done by Cam Kennedy. Um, I don't know a huge amount about their other works. Um, They did work together on a previous project called The War of Light and Darkness, um, that uh, actually looks really cool, and having reread this, I want to go and reread that.
0: So, this is a comic book?
1: This is a comic book. And this comic book was in production the same time as the Thrawn trilogy. That's important.
0: I see. I'm, I'm bearing this in mind.
1: And unfortunately for this comic, um, the Thrawn trilogy was basically bet on as being the biggest success. So, when there were some contradictions in lore, Um, the comic bit got told to suck it (laughs) and bend around the Thrawn trilogy.
0: That happens all the time in comic books. Poor Ms. Marvel being bossed around by all those post-apocalyptic events happening elsewhere in canon.
1: And this has left some really weird holes when you're reading this series. So just to give you a lay down of when this is set, this is set after the Thrawn trilogy, so about five and a half years out from the Battle of Endor. When we last saw the New Republic, they'd retaken Coruscant, the Imperial Centre. Yes. They'd beaten off the Empire, who'd been attacking them from the Outer Rim with Thrawn. Hooray. And they've just got a bit of saveability for the first time. Uh, Leia has given birth to twins, the first of her and Han's children. And Luke is right, sort of. Names. Jason and Jenna.
0: All right. No Ben. No Ben. Wait, Jason and Gemma? Jaina. Jaina. Duncan, Jason yeah. is just a name. That's just a name. I guess yeah. Luke is also a name. Yeah, alright, I guess it flies. I don't know what you're arguing here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, are they called Solo or Skywalker?
1: They are Solo children. But Solo is actually Han's family name in this universe.
0: Does that mean Han has, like, cousins and brothers and stuff like that?
1: Oh, yeah, Han's cousin, uh, Thrakensal Solo, plays a major role later okay, on. Okay,
0: okay, you, you cannot... You cannot have a character called Jason and Thrakensaw in the same family. I mean, you
1: have someone called Luke and his dad Anakin and his mum Padme.
0: God damn it. Duh. Carry on, carry on. I will look forward to meeting Thrakenstar.
1: The story opens when the Imperial City has been attacked. Luke and Lando, who were piloting a stolen Imperial Star Destroyer above the capital planet, have been shot down. All right. And now they fight a war in the streets. It's between Imperial forces that apparently come out of nowhere. And I see, I
0: see.
1: They're, they're holding off, but things are bad. So, Leia and Han, riding in on the Falcon, believe a relief, a relief, ugh, come to save their asses. And I've just sent you... Uh, on the early pages from this comic, I see. and okay. immediately, I'm up the images now. you're going to see some of the things that make this very controversial, beyond even the story, and that's the artwork. Um, Cam Kennedy had a very specific style.
0: Yeah, I'll describe it as like so. In terms of colour, it's really popping and vibrant. Like the sky is pink. All the metallic surfaces are painted as a, as a light sky blue with very different shades um and people's skin color is like it's sort of like a manga it's just sort of not exactly white but just paper colored and everything is just done sort of by different shades of colors like blue and and, uh and orange i like it i like the look of this so far i love
1: it too it's so controversial among the star wars community this art style Mm. um what he does is literally between pages he'll always pick a color scheme for like a page and that will be the dominant color so there'll be pages where he's like the tone is like to fit like the vibe everyone's green so all their faces will be like that kind of pastely shades of green um almost as if it was like black and white
0: oh so it's like jojo i actually haven't uh read jojo so maybe maybe but characters would just change color in between scenes like a one-page yeah. Han Solo is pink, and the next one he's yellow,
1: and I love it. I think it gives it such a unique kind of take. You'd, it's like you're looking into this more kind of. It's more of like an emotional story. This is not the hard sci-fi of Star Wars. This is more the Either magical. Or the or
0: Coruscant is like the disco planet, and it's all just like
1: <laughs> <clears throat> not not Coruscant yet, mate. We're on Imperial City. Because the planet is isn't the whole city yet, because that was okay. Thrawn. the book that came out at the same time and he didn't know about so we're just in one city so
0: it is capital, but we don't know that it's a full planet yet and that's our contradiction
1: yes first contradiction next great thing that i love but it um, is coruscant
0: like the planet's called coruscant
1: not in not mentioned in this comic
0: so it's just called imperial city just imperial city and does the planet have a name
1: I believe it might be called Imperial Center at this point. Um, That's lazy. I don't think it's actually named. That's known. lazy.
0: That has to be like a first draft. They had to be like, we. I sent an email. Wait, what was it? Ninety-one. Yeah. I sent a telegram to George Lucas, <laughs> um, and I, I said, "What's the name of the Imperial Capital?" And I'm still waiting to hear back, but. We're running out of red ink. We really need to get this done. We've already had to swap colours four times. We keep running out of ink. We have to send it to the printers.
1: I can see George just being like, I don't care.
0: Send. I, I don't I don't care. Whatever. It's like... Uh, it's Imperial uh, Centre. Imperial Centre. Uh, I have to go back and sort out how the duck We're doing reshoots. I keep having to decide between these various duck titties. <laughs> um... One detail I want to point out to you on this page.
1: I love this. You notice he's got all I need the to like, rebel soldiers to come
0: back for another for another Indiana Jones movie. Uh, sorry, Duncan. I I, <laughs> I I I keep I wanted to do my George Lucas impression. What about Imperial soldiers?
1: No, uh, rebel soldiers. You see, there's something in this found that I love, which you don't see a lot of in the expanded lore. And there's some Ewoks on like a like a gun position.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> they're just they're just part of a crew now
1: they're just part of the crew. I love that. It's a small detail, but you'd actually very rarely see that. Um throughout any of the mm. I think they're only in like this panel as well. They don't come up. They're just part of the background. So it
0: might have just been two guys, like tourists who just happened to be visiting Imperial Center. They were just going along like, you know, enjoying some ice cream. They were, you know, they vets now, you know, they they've been through the wars and then suddenly huge attack. They are dragged back into the field of of, of the mission. And, and presumably die. Like, I guess an Imperial Walker just steps on them.
1: I, I can only assume they are not bringing down a Walker.
0: Dark comic, Duncan. Dark comic. Do
1: you know what? It's quite interesting, because it's something that we actually see, again, in the Legacy comics. Uh, going on a massive tangent here. So, say uh, 150 yeah, years after Endor. I am going to go quick. There's great Legacy comics, and in that, you've got the Empire but it's the uh, fell Empire, reestablished years later, and then the less, like, human-like, special-like... They're speciesist, and the really good details in that all the stormtroopers in the background are multiple species, so they'll just have a scene with stormtroopers, mm-hmm. but they'll be all different sizes and have different masks, because they let any species join their ranks then. And it's a really nice detail, it's just sort of a background detail.
0: That is, that's, that's good, that's good. I'm glad to see that the fascist imperial army is getting progressive, getting woke.
1: Exactly. It only takes 150 years. So, in this battle, swoops in Hanle on the Falcon. They stop off. They fight off some battles. They fight, like, these weird creatures you only see once. They're like Gamorrean warhounds. Um, and they're like Terminators. They're called, like, war droids instead of battle droids, a term coined in the prequels. And they fight them off. What? But then, from the shadows, they see a figure. And they initially oh. draw this to look like it's, like, Darth Vader coming out of the shadows. But relax, it's mm. Luke Skywalker. We then get a wonderful scene Whoa. of Luke standing down in Imperial Walker. And I think this is the scene that a lot of people, when they watch like, The Last Jedi, were kind of hoping we would get. Luke kind of takes a stand in front of a walker and he just puts out his hand. And like in a couple of panels, you see the walker sway one way. Next panel, it's swaying the other. And then you turn the page and a big, full-page piece of art. The walker comes crashing down. Yeah,
0: The the funny thing about the Star Wars expanded universe is that when you don't have to make things like have actors do things, you can just sort of get away with a lot of stuff, like have the force, you know, pull a Imperial Star Destroyer down onto a planet or have someone just use the force to squish a black hole, you know, all events that happen. I got my Star Wars knowledge.
1: Uh, my favourite one is in the Jedi Academy. There's a bit where a fleet, an entire fleet of Imperial Star Destroyers, are bearing down on a planet, and literally a bunch of like Jedi, like junior Jedi Padawans, gather together on the roof of a building and like force push the entire mm-hmm. fleet at once to like the edge of the solar system.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's not stupid. That's not stupid at all. I love Star Wars.
1: Um. Awesome things we see here. Luke like gets shot at by one of the walkers and he just does like a force shield. It's not even like he's not even reflecting on his lightsaber. He just gets covered in like a blue glow. They bounce off. And then finally okay. the dust settles. Luke is standing there, but something's happening. The guys out on the ships are like, guys, we've got a disturbance in space time and a force storm oh a mass of clouds appears storm. out of the sky and like approaches oh, no. them. And like Hanley's like, Luke, we've gotta get out of here. And Luke's like, no. This is my calling. I must go to the dark side and find answers. I must follow the storm. And so Luke stretches out his arms in his lovely Jesus pose, gets lifted up in the air,
0: and flies off into the sky. Oh God almighty, I have a migraine now. That sounds <laughs> All right, so this, you're saying this wasn't the, this is the unsuccessful project, Duncan? Why, why was that? Like, this sounds all great. You've got Luke being completely bulletproof from giant cannons, and then he flies into a cloud that's made of the Force. Yep. Oh, and and uh,
1: goes with him, obviously. That's nice. And that's issue one. <laughs> Five more issues How to go. How many issues
0: are there, Duncan? Six. Only six. Six. Great. Cool. A, a trade paperback. Yep. No worry.
1: There was a follow-up. Dark Empire 2, which had Six and Empire's End. they. That's when it gets weird. I'm not going to lie. I don't like them as much. They go off track. Speeding through. Han and Lair rush off back to Rebel Base because they've been driven off Coruscant. They're on a Rebel Base. Not because this story is originally written to be set immediately after Endor and they would still be on a Rebel Base attacking yes. the centre. Anyway... I was going to, back to ask, base.
0: why have they called the Rebel Army? Are the Imperials the Rebels now?
1: Yeah, so this is, like I said, it's this kind of weird position. So if you go back to, like, the Marvel comics, I think they get called, like, the Free Alliance of Planets. That's and in like, like Thorn, they're the New Republic. I mean, that's fair. um So that's what, so that's what they, these should be, New Republic troops. But they're never called that in this. Because they were meant to be, all the Star Destroyers are very specifically captured at Endor. You know, they were like, ah, oh, Han and Luke are on the Star Destroyer Invisible. They captured at Endor. Things like that keep getting thrown in there. So they rush back to the rebel base where Akbar's there. And he's like, Hooray. we have a disaster. We're being attacked with a new Imperial super weapon.
0: Oh, no, no, not a super weapon, Duncan, no. We just got rid of the last one
1: the world devastators the
0: the world devastators
1: and i quote akbar far more lethal than the death star you know
0: you know what you know what now it is here's the moment where for some reason i have to stand up for jj abrams here you go star wars fans right from the beginning you already had lazy writers saying you know what let's just do it again let's just do the death star again like it worked the first time. We don't need to do it. It's it, it's the same thing but better, better betterer, betterer.
1: <laughs> it is insane. If I, so, just going top of my head. So, obviously, you got the Death Star and the second Death Star, and you got that's um, Star Killer Base. That's, that's, right, three. that's
0: three. That's already a lot. Right.
1: So, in in the Marvel comics, before we even before Return of the Jedi even came out, they had something called the Tarkin, which was another Death Star essentially.
0: So. But it was Not like more Tarkin's mobile. Personal Death Star?
1: No, it was a it's a battle station built in honor of Tarkin. All
0: right, so it's sort of like just when you name a, a, an airbase after a general.
1: Yeah, so that's we're up to four. Then that's I'm trying cool. to think of, the top of my head now. We had the so we well, have the world one, devastators course. in yep. in Dark Empire. In Dark yep. Empire two, we have the galaxy gun, which is. It fires Oh my god,
0: please tell me it can blow up a galaxy.
1: Unfortunately it can't. What it does is <sighs> it fires planet destroying missiles through hyperspace. So it's right. settled in the like the galactic core, and the idea is it can shoot destroy any planet anywhere in the galaxy. Um I don't think we're stupid yet. We're bound to get stupid. <laughs> then in the Jedi Academy trilogy, we All get right. uh, firstly we get the prototype Death Star, which is like they were does halfway there, it's like partly built.
0: I think okay. It is. It's okay, okay so it, it's it, it is a separate destroy, one. It's not the Death Star, yeah? which is like still under construction. It is a different, almost Death Star.
1: Yeah, it's a prototype. That they're like, right, we've got the science down. Now let's go and build the real one. It can um, only blow up a in moon, this maybe series exactly and it's like all just like the rigging still so like we in like the actual death are like there's an exhaust port it's like the whole thing's hollow we can literally just stand outside and shoot the core it requires nothing to destroy we also get a great weapon in this um, trilogy called the um, sun crusher i want to call it oh my god I think it's a the sun, sun crusher. crusher which is it's a ship the size of like an x-wing but it's almost oh. so strong, the Death Star couldn't blow it up.
0: What? Oh, my God. This on actually it, sounds like, like the, a game children are making up. nuh my, I've got a super cool X-Wing, but not even... it shoots so good, and not even the Death Star can blow it up. I've got a dustbin lid. <laughs> You're
1: going to love this next bit. What it has is um, it has missiles on it that you find the heart of a star, and it makes it go supernova.
0: I mean, that one I get with. Like, that's that's good. I like that. like Because at least that's not like, okay, there is a super gun that's going to blow up a planet. At least it's just like, I'm going to influence the galaxy to make it take care of itself. That's a super weapon I can get behind. The super shields, though, that's dumb. That's dumb.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's going to get a bit dumber. Next one, the Darksaber. Wait, wait, I
0: haven't been counting. What are we at? Eight or nine?
1: We've got one, two, three, four, five... Six, seven, eight, eight, about eight. Um, okay, okay. Next one. We get to the 10. dark saber.
0: Wait, isn't the dark saber just did? Di- di- wait, what's his name? Din, Jin.
1: Din, Jin, dark, dark. Da- the Mandalorian, yeah.
0: Yeah, the Mando. Yeah, isn't that just his sword? Yeah, it's just a fancy lightsaber. That's completely
1: different thing. This came first. Oh, cool. So this was
0: right. a Death
1: Star, but only the laser bit, and it was what? built by the Hutts. What? Yes, the Huts decided they were going to build themselves a budget Death Star, so they just build, like <laughs> they just design- take out the laser section, and right. it's amazing because I think it basically blows itself up because they keep cutting corners. The Huts are like the same <laughs> on labour and like hire these like space monkeys.
0: Oh, that's so good! A budget Death Star. I I hope it's like in this series is like they're always just trying to stop it from being fired, and it's you have that basically that same moment in Star Wars. Dun dun dun. Dun, 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 And then it just explodes. It just explodes. I mean... <laughs> That's nine. Can we hit ten? I wish ten? it was. I Can wish it was, though, I think.
1: It's a much sadder ending. Um, oh I think God. it's literally in an ash. They decide to hide in an asteroid belt at one point. And I think an asteroid just, like, snips through it. Oh, my and God. And wrecks the whole thing. Um, Do you finally, even the last know one?
0: about that happening? Is that just, like, a B story? That's like, the, the ineptitude of the huts oh no, it's a whole book
1: Darksaber it's a whole book that's the book where Luke goes back to Hoth and discovers the vengeful Wampa who's missing an arm who like has sworn vengeance on Luke and gathers he's... an army of Wampus to attack him oh, and like my... Luke doesn't realise this at start, and he's like fighting off these wampers, and he sees on the hill this one arm Wampa like shaking his <laughs> fists at him <laughs> oh my
0: god oh my god Oh, God. Duncan, Duncan, what are you doing to me? I'm going to die. My eyes, they're bleeding. Duncan, that's nine. And then things... Is there a tenth?
1: Center point Station. Okay. Is okay. a... is This is in the Caridian system, and this is the one where Thrakensal Solo comes in. It was a massive space station, the biggest ever, so big that, like, people live on it. It's like... It fully inhabited. Think like the Citadel from Mass Effect. In fact, think very much like the Citadel from Mass Effect. Is it just bigger than
0: a moon? Because the space station was the size of a moon, a Death Star.
1: It's bigger than a moon. Maybe.
0: Bigger. It's a Death Star. Uh,
1: No, because it wasn't meant to destroy planets. What it was meant to do is pull planets through hyperspace. What? To build a cur- like a curated solar system where every planet was of value and like resource.
0: What? But no, 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 because you have a Goldilocks zone. There's, there's a very limited amount of real estate, Duncan, in which you can inhabit around a planet.
1: Yeah. And the Corellian system has three inhabited planets...
0: Are they just, like, in a pyramid? Like, they just move at the same orbit around the star, like, far enough apart, not to influence each other via their gravity? Do you know what? I actually
1: don't know. I'm going to go with yes. Because they're all inhabited, and they've all got, like, perfect,
0: like, conditions
1: for you to, like, be outside on.
0: All right. But, but, let me guess. Because it moves planets through hyperspace, you could just put a planet inside a star.
1: Oh, even more simple than that. If you aim it at a star and just give it a little tug, it goes supernova.
0: Oh, again. We'll do it again. You know what? I don't like this one as much. I like For some reason, I prefer the indestructible X-Wing that causes supernovas.
1: Um, and at this point, after 10 of these things, I think they got bored and we don't really get <laughs> the super weapons again thank Um, god all we really get past this point is like more like biotech so there's like terraforming things where they like you know will terraform a planet to be like uninhabitable to certain species and that's the use on vogue or it's like in legacy i think one of the planets gets hit they design like a super disease and they just send it down to the planet and wipe out all life so they you know you don't waste the valuable like mineral resources Uh that's just not being sensible you, know, you just kill off the pesky life forms.
0: Yeah, just fill that planet with a disease, and then go down to the planet and mine it. Wait, I think there's something wrong with what I just said. So, <laughs> yeah, Duncan, just tell me to what happens.
1: To finish our <laughs> argument. Yes. What happens? The world devastators. The world devastators are essentially giant vacuum cleaners that, like, have factories inside. And I'm about to send you a photo of one.
0: Ah. Uh... Yeah. Hmm. Ha. It kind of has a face. It kind of has. It like, kind of has it, a face. Yeah. It's like a. It. It's, it reminds me of like the Rockman from, from the Neverending Story. Like him, and but with like little robots' arms on his side, which only extend down to his chin, and like a very scowly face at the bottom.
1: So that face is like a giant vacuum cleaner. That just kind of sucked up material. And what these have really weird is they have a really inconsistent like size. I don't know if they're meant to be different types of different sizes. But like when they're down on the planet, there's about the size well, I've just sent you an image now of like guys in gunboats approaching one. So how big do you say that? It's like it's like an oil I'd say like an oil platform size. Maybe two oil platforms next to each other.
0: I mean, it's hard to tell. Perspective is is a bitch. It looks to me like it's I don't know. Uh, it reminds me of like the the the, the gigantic megalithic be uh, building in um, Blade Runner. That's more my sort of thing. Like it's the size of several city blocks.
1: Okay, so maybe I'm the one falling in perspective here because I original like red moor that's on the front of this spaceship, and that's an excellent thing to describe. Is a supposed that megalothic to be the building.
0: Same building? I think it is. They don't look anything alike. They don't look anything alike. One looks like a skyscraper. It's very boxy, isn't it? The other one it? is very boxy.
1: It's like, um, it's like the ships in oh, Sky to the Galaxy. What's the name of the aliens in that? Wait a second. Pilot, Wait like a square second. ships.
0: Wait, are you telling me, Duncan? Are you telling me that that the world-destroying d- device in this is a giant vacuum? Yeah. That's a joke from Spaceballs. When do Spaceballs come out? There's about to be a lawsuit. Get Mike Myers on the phone, Duncan. I know you know his number. He was at your last birthday. Ah, uh, we are good
1: chums. But these ships, there's a panel later on where one of them literally sucks up an entire Star Destroyer. So...
0: 1987.
1: Well, this is ripping off... Dark Empire ripped off space balls. That is Official. a weird thing
0: to do. That's a weird thing to do. It sucks up a Star Destroyer, okay. And... That's their
1: threat. And it's attacking the planet of um, Calamari, also Moncala. The name gets changed a lot. But I this see, is where I Akbar's homeworld is. And Lando takes the strike force and he's off to fight them. Cut back to Luke Skywalker. After flying off into the sky, we find him. He's now trapped on a ship full of retcons and loopholes. Uh, okay. So... He's on a ship disguised as an Imperial dungeon ship, the kind they use to transport Jedi Knights during the Clone Wars.
0: Uh, oh, no, uh, they didn't. Oh, oh, whoa, 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 hang on, hang on. It's an Imperial prison ship? Yep. So they're saying that the, the Imperials were concurrent with the Clone Wars? Yes. And George Lucas signed off on that?
1: He, he didn't bother to say No.
0: Yeah, I mean, sort of prison ship, yeah, whatever. I think we should use that in the Mandalorian, though. That sounds pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. Well,
1: you like a prison ship? Because I'll tell you now, this prison ship, the walls of Luke's cell are made, and i this exact quote, Mandalorian walls. <laughs> <laughs> they know the way.
0: Did they, did, are they just covered in those faces? Those skull faces?
1: Because, Wardy. Boba Fett wears Mandalorian armor. Yeah. So they assumed yeah. that was the material. <laughs>
0: it's the material. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> that's brilliant. That's like an actual like mistranslation of like a, of like a Babylonian script. That's phenomenal. Oh my
1: god. It's just, it's just, think of that. Imagine if that was the way it went. Like, forget all of Mandalore, all of the Mandalore, all of that. It's just like, oh no, we just meant it to be like a, like a, a sci-fi seal. It's got a Mandalorian I think,
0: hole. I, I think it's even better. I think it's even better if it's literally all called Mandalore. Like, it's named after a guy called Mandalore. The planet is called Mandalore. The religion is called Mandalore. The people are called Mandalore. And even the metal now would be called Mandalore.
1: Do you know what? I wouldn't actually object if they said that was the name of the metal. What's the metal? What's it called? Oh my god! See, see even my self knowledge. Vescar. If it Vescar, Vescar armor.
0: Vescar with a B.
1: Vescar. Vescar <laughs> <laughs> armor. Yeah, just for the record, people. I'm a huge f- fan of Star Wars. I am and not I, a historian of it.
0: And I don't like how much I know about Star Wars.
1: In fact, my main resources uh, when I was like outside the text for this was basically Wikipedia, Wikipedia and blokes on Reddit. (laughs) I did not check any of these sources for their prime
0: sources. Mm. I just took what was said as fact. Well, I mean, that's dangerous stuff. Wikipedia is like a weird website because it has the classic fan wiki problem of anything that exists gets its own page, which is filled out with as much knowledge as possible. But sometimes, like, I was trying to run a Star Wars game, and I was just like, I want to look up a list of ships and make sure the party has a cool, novel ship, and they just don't have lists of ships. Like, they just don't have it. Like, that is obviously something fans of a series are going to want. Why couldn't you compile them? And also, why have so few ships? It's Star Wars.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, no. I've had this, I feel you, mate. One of my biggest like issues with that wiki is I'm like, they'll, they'll tell you all this information and I'm like, great, where's that from? Like, I want yeah. sources. If I'm reading out about like the origins of uh, like the Jedi, I'm like, great, what book's that in? I kind of want to read it. It's just, can be a right nightmare. Poorly
0: sourced, poorly sourced. For shame, Wikipedia editors. All right, all right, so he's, he's I mean, in a prison ship he, he has, and he I gets, guess, walls made yeah. of, like, Mandalorian skin, I guess. Uh, and then what?
1: He gets transported to the planet of Biss. 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 So, Biss, and this is where that Rise of Skywalker comparison comes in. Biss is like a Sith. It's not the Sith homeworld. All right. Um, but it's like a Sith dark side world i don't know lots of bad energy bad jujus here Whoa, um, uh. and it's where sort of the in, sort of occults and the dark side users retreated to after the emperor died
0: oh interesting okay so it's like evil woodstock
1: i mean if yeah yes yeah, let's call it evil woodstock All right, cool, cool woodstock cool. we're going to assume is it. the good version
0: oh yeah oh yeah lots of jedi woodstock It'd be
1: amazing I would go to a Jedi festival. No, you wouldn't. Like, they always do cons. It's always like conventions, always in a big hall in a big building. Let's do them out in the woods. Still in a big field.
0: Have you ever been to a concert? Uh,
1: I've got to admit now that uh, maybe, maybe not.
0: I didn't even know if that was true or not. You know how lawyers are always supposed to ask questions they know the answer to? I didn't need to know that. I used the force right there. I just trusted my feelings.
1: What do you have to tell me about concerts and why it would not be good for everyone to be dressed up as a stormtrooper at them?
0: I mean, that's all right, man. It's just, I think you would just be a bit loud for you, you know? And you've been standing around for a long time, waiting for the show to start, and you're not a big, like, music guy anyway. Would you go to a concert if it was nothing but, like, and I'm not saying, like, John Williams, if it were, like, a Jiz concert, you know?
1: <laughs> uh, for the record, Jizz Whalers are the band in the canteen in Star Wars. Geordie just throwing out a deep...
0: Duncan, I think we all know what jizz whalers
1: are. Uh, would I go to a concert just jizz whalers? No, but if I knew that like my local bar was having like a jizz whalers night, um, I would totally go along to that. Uh, what were we talking about before the jizz? Luke has arrived on evil, evil planet. Ah, um, uh, yes, Woodstock. And in fact, Luke's very words are, if there, are, is there was a dark centre of the universe, this is it.
0: <sighs>
1: Luke gets taken down. He's led through the dark halls. He's like, they're like, sees him. He's like, I literally chose to come. Guys, relax. I want to see what's going on here. And he gets through and there he enters a throne room. Sitting on the throne is Emperor Palpatine.
0: Oh, for heaven's sake! Okay, so this is the one. This is the. This is the clone
1: thing. thing. This is where the whole clone idea, in Rise of Skywalker, I comes from. I kind of knew about
0: this. Okay, now I. Here's the thing. I knew this happened. I knew that eventually they brought back Emperor Palpatine. I didn't know that it was five years after Return of a Jedi in canon. I thought, like, you know, they'd all have some kids by then. Oh wait, no. I know why. Oh, okay. okay. All right, I see where this is going. My Star Wars knowledge, it is coming back to me. My repressed memories. All right, Duncan, so who is with the Emperor in this scene? Luke. Oh, well, okay, I was wrong. Take us away, Dunk. What what does Palpatine have to say? Somehow I returned. Somehow I returned. No,
1: I am but a clone body. My spirit (laughs) jumped from my old one before my death. I have done this many, many times. Many times, apparently.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Many times. So
1: that alone has been...
0: Slipped in the shower. Forgot to take his heart medication.
1: I mean, he, he ain't looking good.
0: Question. Yeah? Is it younger and hotter? Like his clone body?
1: This first one we see is still old and wrinkly because you see the power of the dark side is too great for his feeble form and he deteriorates at a faster and faster rate.
0: Is that because the clone body is like not as good as the first one, or is it just that being dark sidey makes you not hot?
1: I think it's implied that being dark sidey makes you not hot.
0: Because it makes your eyes spooky and yellow. We know that.
1: Yeah, and I think this is an idea I think even in like the kotor games the knights of the old republic games this was sort of an idea of like if you played dark
0: side <laughs> you started to look all emperory in the face so it's definitely there man imagine all the jedi disses man you got so many pimples today you must have been using some force lightning oh god and then just someone be like no it's just my face imagine how much moisturizer palpatine's getting like imagine you're a force user and you want to hide the fact you've started force strangling people. So you're just really putting on the zit cream and your moisturizer. You know you're you're putting on so much SPF to be like I can't I can't get any sun damage.
1: <laughs> I think that's why they all turn to masks in the end, isn't it? They're like um, I just want to wear my helmet. I'm I'm trying. I'm being a bit Mando today, guys. Just go put <laughs> my helmet on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> for Palfertine. Oh, by the way, this gets recorded yes. in like the, the same like universe. Uh Timothy Zorn, who wrote the Thrawn trilogy, he was like, I'm not bending to that. This is one of his things He was just like, that's stupid. No, sod it, I'm not including <laughs> it in my book. Right.
0: I hate this idea. He's right. He's right. And he even wrote in his later book So what was his explanation? What was his explanation? Well, was it just that guy was like an imposter or something?
1: He gave one in um his later book, Star Wars uh I think it's Future Visions, one of Thrawn's uh sorry, one of Zorn's original characters uh Mira jade go into her later
0: yeah yeah okay that's what i thought I was about to show up all right
1: uh she's like talking to luke about it and she just goes now nah, i think that's just a crazy clone now nah, that's that's mad <laughs> wait wait so it, it was a clone it is a clone body is... but does it have his yeah. his original spirit in it and zon is very oh, much like right. no so he... it's it's just uh... a crazy clone being propped up by cultists
0: Right, so it doesn't have, like, his soul. It's not him. It It is a copy. It's not like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the classic... Co- 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 <laughs> that's the classic... I just got force choked. That's the classic clone conundrum. Like, if you just get a copy of yourself, it's not actually you. It's a copy of you. But if you could say, an essential part of you, your soul, has gone from one to another. A-okay. That's you. That's not a clone. That's just you, baby. Ship of Theseus, who-, who gives a damn?
1: Well well yeah i think do they know our own bodies basically replace themselves in like seven years definitely heard that as a fact about. don't think about it don't think about it okay okay oh my god the me that first met
0: my partner is dead um right i i, I mean your teeth are still the same so you can take comfort from that i do actually i really do um Great. but
1: <laughs> as far as this comic's concerned, it's his soul and his soul's hopping. In fact, I think it was definitely left up to interpretation in lore. And the bit about, I've done this many times, was just outright retconned. As like, no, he's just lying, he's just bullshitting, He's trying to make himself sound big.
0: It, just, it was just that there was a lot of first drafts, you know? They kept fucking up the clones, kept slipping in the shower. One time he did it for fun. He had a bad haircut, he wanted to swap, he just jumped into a clone body. That's why he's done it many times.
1: And Palpatine says he's not even called Palpatine at this point. It's just the Emperor. The Emperor says to Luke, oh, that's right, yeah. "Join me and take your father's place at my side." You struck me down once. You could do it again. I don't know. His yeah. argument is really bad at this point. Uh, but Luke basically goes, "Yes, I need to understand my father, so I will follow the dark side for a bit." What the fuck? This is the most controversial bit the- of this book series.
0: Oh my, that that should be controversial, like. The line is, "I am a Jedi, like my father before me." I don't have a good Mark Hamill impression. I'm sorry.
1: I know, and there's even I, there's a really weird bit where they're like, "We'll even give you a better mechanical arm," and it's like that's on the selling points of turning to the dark side. They're really good at giving fake body parts out. They've affected the technology <laughs> on Vader, so they're like, "Luke, we'll we'll get you the best shit."
0: Stupid. That's stupid.
1: Okay. Back to the World Devastators. Lando leads the attack on Mon Cala, currently called um, Calamari at the moment. Um, Star Destroyer gets eaten. The attack does not go well. He is not winning this fight. So Luke sends a fourth vision to Leia and in this vision, he first appears as Darth Vader and Leia's like, father? And the Darth Vader turns into Luke and Luke's like, no, it is I, your brother. And you as the reader are like, why did you do that? (laughs) <laughs> don't know yeah, why he decided weird. to disappear as our like, Vader for a, a second. Just a little prank. Just a little prank. Just as a panel. Just one panel. It's like they just wanted to be like, whoopsie. Um, oh, oh, oh.
0: And then Luke basically Ooh.
1: goes, yeah. don't follow me. I have turned to the dark side. It is the only way. And so Han and Leia are like, uh, we need to go and like get Luke back. He's gone a bit crazy. Oh, by the way, that... Um, Poor Tim's, Lando.
0: Totally abandoned.
1: It's To be honest, there's some really good bits of Lando in the later, this kind of era where... There's like this returning kind of joke where at the start of each new book series, Lando's doing like a new make money quick scheme. So like in That's Thrawn. Like, it. like a sitcom. Yeah. So in Thrawn, he's like doing like mining, but on a planet where the mining platform has to like move the rotation because it's so close to the sun. If you go into the light side of it, you instantly burn. So the mining has to keep like shifting to stay in the shaded
0: side. That's so stupid. That's so um, stupid
1: he also what else does he do he starts an underwater casino he goes through blob races um he starts a city um an underground city on coruscant but it's decked out to look like it's in like a lovely like suburban neighborhood like classic like american white picket fence neighborhood um, and he also invents Duncan, hot chocolate. right
0: now, I can't hear a single word you're saying. All that's happening is, please, 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 let me get what I want by the Smiths is playing inside my brain.
1: I like what they do with Lando. I just feel like he needed more time. Like, he is a great character, so underused in Star Wars. Um, so, Han and Leia go off, and they go say, to help Luke, they need to get some help themselves. So Han's like, I know some smuggling buddies who will help us get onto BIS. So they go to the planet of Narshadar.
0: Why does it <laughs> sound smuggling under Evil Woodstock?
1: So the only way they're like, Han, we need a plan." He's but like, who's "Our smuggler." But smuggling things to this? Uh, Hans' friends on Narshadar.
0: Narshadar literally sounds like a Conan name.
1: <laughs> Narshadar Nar Nar is the smuggler's moon above the planet of Nowhutter.
0: All right, all right. Too many proper nouns. Keep it going. Let's keep it moving.
1: So. They wrote, go over there and they meet up with um, Han's friends, uh, Shag Ninks and Sala. Now, okay. I have,
0: I have no more jokes. I have no more jokes. I can't do it anymore. Quick, okay.
1: Step out of this. Really cool facts. Nar Shaddaa appears in a lot of other Star Wars stuff. First appearance is actually a very popular location. It's the smuggling hub of like, the galaxy. Next thing, Sala. I see is a, a really interesting character because she's like used to have a thing with han i think that's like, not touched on a lot that han like he's always been han like he has a string of like ex-girlfriends throughout the galaxy um
0: sure 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 makes sense
1: so also it's quite fun because sala kind of also makes the jump to canon uh, there's a character in canon called sana saros who is very much just sala and there was another character called katia who is very much Sala, but in like the old Marvel comic books. So it keeps coming back this idea of like a har next girlfriend. Anyway, they're down there, they're like, We can help you. We've got a ship. We can smuggle you in. Um then they wander around the planet for a bit and they meet someone called Vima, who is like, I used to be a Jedi, but when it all went to shit, I ran away and hid. Here's a special token stone layer, and then she disappears. Does not mention again in this sub series. So just a little tip. Move on. They do. Um, and then Han goes to his um, old apartment. He's like, Well, I just got pick up some stuff. They go to Han's old apartments. There's like dirty dishes in the sink, not been there for a while. And he has a little like protocol ew, droid in ew, there.
0: actual years.
1: <laughs> and uh, the protocol droid called ZZ. And Z- Han's like, How's it going, ZZ? And ZZ's like, All busted up in the corner, like, You have a visitor. Mr. Fett is here to see you. And then, Uh, end of issue. God
0: fucking hell. Kill me now.
1: So, issue four.
0: Why would Han Solo own a protocol droid? He doesn't like protocol droids. Two, I hate Boba Fett. I hate Boba Fett.
1: Three, read the Han Solo trilogy by A.C. Crispin. It answers that question. Four, I like Boba Fett. What's your issue with him?
0: Uh, He's literally just a helmet. That's what people like about him. They like that he has a helmet and a cool gun. That's it. And then everyone decided he was the coolest guy ever when he doesn't do anything and then he dies like a chump.
1: Okay. It is a really cool helmet.
0: It is a cool helmet. It is a cool helmet. Is now, the helmet? yeah. How cool of a helmet is it, Duncan, when like you have a really fun show about like this traveling warrior escorting a little little alien and then the whole thing gets sidetracked because a guy who people kind of liked in a movie from the early late 70s was like now the show is going to be all about him and unless you watch his crappy show in which you make a all bunch of callbacks to Star Wars stuff that Geordi hasn't seen has an interest in suddenly the next season of the Mandalorian doesn't make any sense
1: that wasn't fair I do think having the Mandalorian season episodes in the book of Boba Fett was inappropriate I do love Bob Fett I love the actor um is it Tony Morrison
0: isn't Tony Morrison like an icon man and like a racist
1: yeah, you're absolutely right. I've absolutely completely butchered that. So sorry, I need to look up his actual name. Don't know why that was on my mind. It probably sounds similar. Tamiro Morrison. Tamira. All right. My apologies.
0: You know what? I can I can, I can kind of see it. You know, that is, that is kind of a fair mistake. Anyway, I like I, him. I mean, I've seen him act as Boba Fett in The Mandalorian, and I did not think he did a good job. I think he did a really, really bad job. So
1: Fett appears, and he literally goes... I es- oh no, he does say I escaped from the Sarlacc. He's like, the Sarlacc found me a little indigestible or something like that. Crappy line. Turns out, by the way, in canon, uh, sorry, in Legends, he actually escapes from the Sarlacc in the Marvel comics and then falls back into a different Sarlacc pit.
0: I've heard that. I've heard that. Isn't that fantastic?
1: It's amazing. And it sums up his character of being like, incompetent I mean that's the thing with Boba Fett they don't Mm. know if he's actually competent at what he does do you think they don't know what his character is is he competent is he cold hearted is he actually warm hearted is he meant to be a hero is he meant to be a villain Um, there's one comic book where I do really like Boba Fett in I like him he has these tiny moments Uh, there's this great comic book where he gets paid a bounty to like bring a kid in to these crime bosses and he's like the kids like this isn't right this isn't right and Boba Fett's like hey I, I, I took a contract they paid me I'll hand you over and then the kid's like but what if I pay you to like kill all the crime bosses and Boba Fett's like what well, you've got and the kid like go, like grabs his like bound hands and goes in his pocket it's like I've got half a credit and Boba Fett and everyone starts laughing and Boba Fett's like deal and then takes out all the crime bosses it's it's actually a really cool scene um I'm sort of spawning it it's like you're ever going to read it anyway there's a fight they flee a hut gets knocked off like a floating platform and falls into an abyss. Sad. Not related to anything. I just thought it was a really funny panel. And then Hanless sneak onto Abyss with the help of the smugglers. Fett tries to follow them. And there's like a planetary shield. So the smugglers go through. Uh-huh. And then Fett's like gunning his ship, the slave two, to chase after them. And um, he has a, like uh-huh. another bounty hunter in the ship with him. Like, Fett, they're going to close the shield on you. You're not going to make it. And Fett's like, we're going to make it. And then the shield closes and he just crashes his ship into it. And that's the last oh we see of God. him.
0: Are you actually kidding me?
1: I think he bounces off.
0: So he just splats into a wall, into a glass wall, like like a, like a fly on a motorway.
1: The thing is, though, he actually like disappears off and then comes back, like in canon, like twenty years later, and he's now like the Mandalore. He has like a child, and none of that happens on page. It's literally all off page. Han and Leia get taken to the Supreme Commander, Luke Skywalker. In the Emperor's cloning room.
0: I have a feeling, Duncan, that what you're going to tell me is going to happen in this story is that... Luke was like, I'm going to try being on the dark side. And it took like as much time as Luke... As it took for Leia and Han to arrive. And then he's going to get better. And it's just going to be like he had a bad three days. You know, where he was just in a bad mood. Fell to the dark side and got better.
1: In Visions of the Future... When Mirajade says, "I don't think it was a real emperor, or just a crazy clone." There's also a bit where she turns to Luke, and it's just like, "Oh, and by the way, in case it's gone forgotten, your plan to like explore the dark side was stupid." And then they just move on, just like the author just had to like quickly get that in. And ill
0: concede And anyone who came up with such an idea probably has a small dick.
1: Moving and then
0: on. they fall in love, like five pages later. It's a lovely scene. Yes, yes, I I love it, Duncan. I love Star Wars. <laughs> Alright, Duncan, so Han and Leia arrive on the planet. They meet Supreme Kabon Duluth. Yep. And then. And
1: then the Emperor enters the room.
0: Here's a question. Yep. Do either of them recognize him? Because they've never seen the Emperor.
1: I think it's to be assumed that the Emperor's image was, like, just well known throughout the Empire. Like, he would appear on, like, public broadcasts. I don't think it
0: was. I don't think it was. I don't think he wants people to see what an uggo he is. In
1: current canon it is established that he doesn't because there's a bit where he appears to warn the main characters in rebels and it's a hologram projection and it's him as not ugly like because mm. why wouldn't you do that because you're easy so that is in canon that he always appears as he his takes. like non-ugly face um Leo wh- whips out a lightsaber and it's just like i'm just going to kill you <laughs> Um, and then the Emperor just puts out his hands and just crushes the lightsaber in, like, Leia's hand and disables it. <laughs> oh,
0: actually, that's pretty cool. I dad.
1: <laughs> and they all get captured. Um, Han is threatened away... Eh, sorry. Han is taken away and threatened to be killed, and Leia is taken to the Emperor's private chamber.
0: I don't like the way you said that.
1: I don't like the way it goes, mate. Uh, the Emperor all right. gives Leia a holocron, a Jedi holocron, which is a little box which it's if you the use the force
0: of holocrons?
1: this is this is the thing like there's some weird mm. bits in dark empire which really were successful and stuck around like nashadar and holocrons and some bits which were just not
0: duncan am i right in saying that holocrons are just like i'm i don't know why i've always imagined them as pyramids for some reason little pyramids that contain a lot of data but need to be used by a force user i
1: Okay, I'm just going to say this might be absolute rubbish, but I think the Sith ones are pyramids and the Jedi ones are boxes. But that might just be absolute rubbish.
0: I don't even know. The funny thing is, Duncan, I don't even know where I learnt that. Like, I think I'm just downloading. I'm, th- I'm just attenuated to the data strands that is Star Wars, and I'm just pulling knowledge out of the ether. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, but
1: you can see them even in Rise of Skywalker, you know, the little, um, the wayfinders, the Sith wayfinders to get to Exegol, not Beth this um it's the same kind of idea and yeah leia channels the light side of the force into it and it sends out a message so this at this point the emperor turns to leia and says that you know i can sense that you are with child and that using my soul hopping ability i can overshadow oh, no. and the original person's spirit if they are weak enough <laughs> so the emperor's threatening to uh so hop into her baby and then she would give birth to him
0: oh my god that is what do I I mean what do I even say to Dad? on one hand very good threat like I would be uncomfortable in that scenario on the other hand who's the guy who came up with this again Vim, Vim? I think
1: it's Tom Veach I'm gonna say
0: Veach Veach man <sighs> Like, <clears throat> yeah, no, I don't have anything to say. I mean, I don't have anything to say.
1: if you I, want a reason why you can't just kill the bad guy, that's a pretty good threat. You know, if we kill him, <laughs> good, you would just give true, birth to him.
0: pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this becomes sort of a pro-choice thing after that, doesn't it? <laughs> so Don't. <laughs> we're down that route. Yeah, we're uh, like, listen, we got to get, get a little, we got to get one of those, we got to get one of those world crusher vacuums got to bring it down
1: so at this point the emperor is like i am weak and tired and then he literally turns her like help me into bed and leia does and like lies in town
0: well that's nice of her he is old
1: um and at this point he reiterates a bit about the baby so they're full-on just grabs the edge of the bed and just flips the whole thing with him in it like fully over <laughs>
0: Oh, that's good. I like it. Is it a Murphy bed? Like, just flip him up into the wall?
1: <laughs> no, it doesn't it Doesn't even look like it has a mattress or, like, sheets either. They didn't want to draw that. So he's just lying out in oh, his Oh, yeah,
0: classic. That's like Rob Liefeld's stuff, just lying flat on an empty bed. Now I'm just imagining it's like their flip-the-table meme. Leia's just like... Hur! That is more
1: like it. That is the image you got to give here. Oh so, at this point... They all go to escape, um, and to summarise, they do, and Luke's with them, and Luke gives them like the code to like shut down the World Devastators.
0: Um, Wait, is he bad? Apparently not. Apparently he was just faking it. Don't worry, guys. Just like Vin Diesel in that, that Fast and Furious movie I haven't seen.
1: Also at this point, Han mentions that there are twins for the first time.
0: Who are twins?
1: Han and Leia have a twin kids. He gets mentioned for the first time here. Because that's established in the Thrawn book. Oh whoa! But wasn't established right. for issues one, two, and three. So now we've got up right, to this he issue. Yeah,
0: that point.
1: Yeah. So then they get literally just like dropped into a sentence. He's like, "The twins are safe on New Alderaan."
0: That's great. That's great. Oh whoa, New Alderaan. New Alderaan. Insensitive.
1: Uh, Han New Alderaan. wins it in a game of sabacc and gives it to Leia as like a wedding present. Oh, my God. Read the Courtship of Princess Lair. Okay. Um, and then, as they're, like, flying away, Luke, turns out, was force-projecting the whole time and disappears, just like in The Last Jedi.
0: You know when um, when people were complaining about The Last Jedi and they were like, force-projection isn't a thing? Uh, Ryan Johnson's only response was... He videoed himself completely silently going to his bookshelf, pulling down his like official book of Jedi powers and turning to the page where force projection is a canon thing. I mean, yeah, it is. There is a precedent for this. Like, like, again, crushing black holes, throwing starships to the edge of a solar system.
1: There aren't bits in The Last Jedi which I don't enjoy, but overall, as time's gone on, I actually enjoy it a lot, lot more. Uh, it has I only agree. gone up I in my estimation I, I
0: had really mixed feelings coming out of the cinema but in retrospect it's much more daring than any of the really boring sequel films Like, and uh, you know I don't like the casino planet bit and I don't think BB-8 was anywhere near as funny as he was in Force Awakens mm. but like I like all of the uh, Raylo stuff, like even from a non-shipping perspective, because I don't really care that much about that. I just like the idea of that, like force psychic bond. I even like the the switcheroo thing they do in um in the Rise of Skywalker. I think that's neat.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed that factor. I actually really liked in Last Jedi the character of uh, Rose. Rose doesn't get enough credit. She really gets like pushed to the sidelines in Rise of I Skywalker. I agree. I
0: completely agree. And I really enjoyed. Yeah, it. I like her a lot.
1: I think it was nice to have a character who was like not not seeming like one of the great heroes it was like yeah like my sister died i'm upset her first scene when she's like upset and it's just like this is like the more human cost to the war
0: yeah she's just a true believer
1: yeah really nice character so i don't know didn't enough enough i think Visor skywalker has only gone down in my estimation as time's gone on um But yeah. back to Dark- My <laughs> thing about The Rise
0: of Skywalker, to, to be very brief about this, which is that everyone else came out of that movie theater like having hated it. I came out being like, I don't think I was very good, but I did have a positive emotional response to a couple of big scenes. And I've never rewatched it or been tempted to rewatch it. It's the only Star Wars movie aside from Solo, which I haven't rewatched because I'm like, I will never have as positive an experience with it as I did the first time. So there's no point revisiting it. For me, it
1: was bit weird i actually played the lego game earlier this year and that's the first time really fully revisiting the sequel trilogy and even in that yep. i was playing the bits for rise of skywalker just like oh am i nearly done now i'm nearly done now, i'm nearly there whereas when i've playing the bits <laughs> in like last jedi i was still like having fun and enjoying going around and um, the planet with luke i was like oh cool i'm feeling the forcey vibes but when you're doing that final mission and you're riding the like, the horses across the Star Destroyer. Even though I'm literally playing the video game for that scene, I wasn't (laughs) having fun in the moment. I'm like,
0: oh, for fuck's sake. This is dumb. So, they're on the Millennium Falcon, which I don't think is going to work as a, like, a smuggling ship anymore. It's quite famous now, but hey-ho.
1: And we cut back to Luke, who turns out is in the Emperor's cloning room. And... The Emperor comes in and he's like, what have you done? And Luke is just like, betraying you. And he kills the Emperor. <laughs> and then he proceeds to go, yeah, ha? dude,
0: that's, that's going to go so great. You know, it's going to be great. The guy who can rebuild himself inside clones. You totally killed him. But dude. Th-
1: so then Luke, now holding his lightsaber, looks at all of the like floating clones who seemingly have their own you know, the Emperor isn't in all of them and just starts like slicing open the tanks and stabbing them all in an attempt to kill them all before he like comes back. But alas, one survives and falling out of its tank, standing up beautifully young and completely naked in this scene Emperor Palpatine. Oh, yeah. End of issue five. Final issue. Okay. You enjoying this so far? You with me? You
0: with me? uh I, I'm with you, buddy. I'm with you. I knew there was a lot of clone shenanigans. I I learned of this. I assumed the young hot one. I genuinely assumed during this episode that I had hallucinated that, or like a, someone made a joke about it. But no, no, the young hot palpatine's real. It's real, man.
1: I like it. <laughs> Don't know. I kind of, I think I like the idea. Does he have
0: beautiful, long, flowing hair. No,
1: it's a shortcut, mate. But you know, his, you, you see a lot of it. He is nicely chiselled and a good cut to his figure. <laughs>
0: oh, respect. I like the cut of his jib. Wait, he wouldn't sound old and gross. No. Ah oh, yes, I'm Emperor Palpatine. Mm. Back on calamari. Join to the dark side, Luke. <laughs> No, admire my pecs. Mate, I, um, listen. am <laughs> listen.
1: got to focus here. You can't get distracted by him. It's hard. I appreciate it. Back on Calamari, the World Devastators are getting taken out with that lovely scene I sent you earlier. The rebels are in their, like, assault ships and, like, running up and gunning, them, yeah. gunning at them. This is actually the only bit we see stormtroopers, like, proper stormtroopers, in the whole of Dark Empire when they board the World Devastators. And... Essentially, using the codes Luke gave them, they, they take them out and save the day. Lando had his subplot. Yeah. Um, then uh, Leia and Han go back to the rebel base and Leia reads the uh, the holocron. And, okay. In the holocron is the Jedi recording of a Bodo Mass. No, Bodo Bass. Even better. And he gives a prophecy. Now, there is a prophecy in Star Wars. the The chosen one mentioned he in the pre- 1 or 2 I think. We think yes. they never tell us what the actual prophecy is. It's just the chosen one will bring balance the force. This as far as I'm aware, yeah, is the only written out like prophecy, um excluding not that one. And uh do you want okay. to hear it? It's a uh, it's very uh, subtle.
0: Does it rhyme? Um yes. I'm interested by your, your, Oh, okay, cool it rhymes and it's and it's subtle. All right, let's hear it, buddy.
1: A brother and sister born to walk the sky. But but reckless brother fools into dark side's eye. Uh,
0: Jedi's sister carries
1: hope for future in her womb. Only she can save Skywalkers from certain doom.
0: Oh my god i'm not exaggerating when i say i was complaining so much that i actually didn't hear parts of the prophecy but i do not want to repeat it duncan oh my god you want to them rhyme womb and doom womb and doom here's a bloody question all right they're not speaking english they're speaking standard galactic basic right yep who wrote the prophecy and why did they choose to put it in like in like the, the galaxy equivalent of like that's not anyone's native tongue, right? That's just when they agree to speak to each other, right? Well,
1: here's the thing. When you say a prophecy, like, does someone get, like, a force vision of these words? Or did they, like, force vision the events and then had to write it down? And then went, um, oh, I'm going to make no, it that's rhyme. A good
0: question. Womb and doom. Womb and doom. Also, I love the fact that, like, Leia's a central role in a prophecy has nothing to do with her agency. It has to do with her womb, like her ability to bear children. Like, listen, your usefulness to us is only as a woman object, not as like a leader or Jedi.
1: I mean, yeah, you could argue it's simply used to identify her, that the Jedi sister carries hope for future in her womb. Only she can save Skywalkers from certain doom. Maybe it's, you know, it's just you know the sister that has hope in her womb. It's awful. It's really bad. And do you know that's what? That's stupid. only the first. So that's only the first bit. I actually haven't written down the second half because it's it's much oh, the same. <laughs> um, okay. So we know what's going to happen. So what happens next is that the emperor shows up in his super super star destroyer, and I've just sent you an image no, of it. No,
0: not that. Oh, whoa. Oh god, it's huge. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It is insanely sized. It has this cool kind of like visor-looking bit at the front. Um, it actually looks quite like the ship.
0: It's yeah. It's sort of um. How do I put it? So when you to imagine, you take a star destroyer and like you you embigify it. You just really, really, really stretch it. You grab a top corner and you drag it out. But then you flip it backwards, right? Because it's not like. Oh wait, no. Actually, it looks a lot more like. Just a regular battleship, like it should be going through water. It has the like tiered bottom and a big red spot on the front. It's very black as well. Oh wow, there's Emperor, there's Young Emperor. It's uh, yeah, he's he's got a bit of, he's got a very strong chin.
1: I think I like, I kind of like the ship design. I do think it's a bit stupidly big, and I think this is an issue in like a all of Star Wars is like how big ships actually are. Like the Millennium Falcon. It's quite a size, like but like there's yeah, a crew like on a, it. You can like see a how many are manning it.
0: I'd like to live in. I'd like to live in the Millennium Falcon. Do you know? What I think I could too. Yeah, it's bigger than my flat.
1: <laughs> I think there's a great uh, video on YouTube where someone CGI'd in the Star Wars ships to like real life settings to get the scale. But some of them are just like mm. massive, and you're like, how many crewmen do you need? I know the galaxy's big, and you should have the numbers, but
0: yeah, here's the thing I always forget. TIE Fighters are huge. Like, they're way bigger than you think. Yeah, but isn't the cockpit quite small? It is. It's cramped. But the fins on the side, you know, they're like five metres tall. They're gigantic.
1: But then sometimes you see them, like, coming out of spaceships. And you're like, how many are in there? I can't imagine a lot of Star Destroyers are actually hangar space. That's, that's my kind of logic. Do you think, it must be quite hard to store ties. They're not the most geometrically easy to, like, shuffle together. So I imagine a lot of, like, big Star Destroyers... No,
0: no, no, for sure. They're good. They're perfectly cheap for stacking. You have them, like, you know... You basically have, like, a big vending machine full of TIE fighters. You just spin them around. those little screws. They just pop out the bottom. And you just have the next one come down. A little... A little tray.
1: It's literally like, they, they come along. A hatch above them pops open. The pilot hops in. Move along. Next one. Yeah. Okay, I can Okay, uh, I can dig that. Do you want to know what happens? It's
0: big ship. Big, big ship. ship.
1: The Emperor is like, I want my holocron back. Leia and Leia alone must come up to see me. Um, Luke's here as well. I brought him along for fun.
0: Why? Because Why
1: Luke had fought the Emperor and been defeated. The Emperor fully has Luke under his like mind powers. All right. And then once... Leia arrives, the Emperor's like, give me the holocron, and I will let you live. And Leia's like, I didn't even bring it. Go to hell. And the Emperor's like, Luke, kill <laughs> your sister. And they fight.
0: Oh. Oh, oh, so exciting.
1: And then Leia, as they fight, tries to get through to Luke to be like, Luke, stop this. And, and, and Luke does. I know
0: you're in there.
1: This isn't you. Uh,
0: Duncan, this seems really... Duncan, that seems really familiar, but, like, two family members would fight in front of the Emperor, and then one would get through to the other, and then he would turn on the Emperor. That sounds really familiar. I think, I think I've think i seen it somewhere before, but I can't think...
1: Where? Yeah, I know. It's not the most original. Uh, but then, don't worry, because when, like, Luke's starting to turn, the Emperor breaks out his trump card and uses force lightning. And then the Emperor's, like you think you could defeat me i will destroy the planet below you using my mighty force storm and he summons force the no, big whirling no, storm not from, super the, weapon. from the start of the, the series that we haven't seen since sums it through space and is using it to going to eat up the planet but then we get our message of this whole story do you know what the moral message is
0: have a guess? Uh, oh man
1: luke says it i, w-
0: I, don't, I wasn't ready for that um, is it that all women should have access to abortions?
1: <laughs> no, it's Luke realising that he can't save the galaxy by himself.
0: Uh, eh.
1: uh. And that the twins together, uh, uh, Luke and Leia, can combine their Force strength and take control of the Force storm. And use it to eat up Palpatine's ship. And Palpatine at this moment is so upset, he looks really like Dracula. Like, I've sent you an image, mate. (laughs) That is some Dracula-inspired emperor-looking stuff.
0: (laughs) He does! He's got a cow! He's yelling. Oh, he's really yelling. Oh, man, I don't like the design of Luke. Come on, Leia. He's He's conquered himself. There's not much time. Run for it. So, to put it another way, he didn't have to summon the storm. Nope. But he did summon the storm. Yep. The only thing that could defeat him, because he had Luke and Leia completely at his mercy.
1: He had a massive ship. Why did he bring a massive ship? It's the
0: same as Dragon Ball Z, the Dead Zone. Don't know that reference. Okay, I promise it's the same.
1: (laughs) I know, it's like, why did you bring a massive Super Super Star Destroyer? Like, if you weren't even just going to be like, fire on the Rebel base.
0: Why didn't he just use the Force Storm in the previous movies?
1: because that's the end of my sentence so
0: not clue okay so the ship gets eaten by the storm
1: yep Um, the rebels win the day and I think we end on the message you know working together the Jedi Knights will rise again da 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 and that was Dark Empire by Tom Veach artwork by Cam Kennedy I like it to be honest I do it's it's dumb, and it, it really doesn't work in, like, the grander lore of st- even Star Wars Legends. Like, this really struggles to work. But I can see, particularly where it was originally meant to be set, I see the logic with it. And I also love the art by Cam Kennedy. I actually really love his style. I know that's not oh, yeah, know universal. It does look good. Subjective. Um, and also, I appreciate that for Tom Veach, like, there wasn't much of a precedent set. Like, he doesn't, you know, to just be like, Oh, also, The Emperor Returning wasn't even his original idea. His first pitch was that the the dark side, like a Colts would dress someone up as Vader and pretend it was Vader. Like, Vader didn't die. He's still supporting us. So that was his original pitch. That got slapped uh, down. Okay. So I, I don't know. I like his ideas. I think he has some concepts there. And given the time, I think they were executed alrighty. righty.
0: I don't think I want to edit this episode, Duncan. I don't want to have to listen to any of these things again.
1: Well, if you read it next time, you won't have to. But I've really enjoyed sharing this with you. And maybe, Geordie, maybe there's something out there that I will have the same guttural reaction to. Perhaps some of the sequels to Twilight. So that's the extended universe of. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God. Maybe I should read Midnight Sun. You know what Midnight Sun is, right? No. That's Twilight from Edward's perspective.
1: Why do we need that? We have it from Bellis. Uh,
0: because he has, he has a very different perspective, Duncan. He's 117 years old. Fair enough. Going to high school.
1: <laughs> do you know what? That's actually a fairly decent concept. I would, if that was the first one, I think I would probably pick that first. I don't know what that says. Um, so, yeah, I've really enjoyed doing it. I hope you've enjoyed at least having to hear me describe it over reading it yourself. No!
0: <laughs> no, I haven't. That was awful. That was really bad. <laughs> I mean, I already know so much more about Star Wars than I ever wanted to, and now I know even more. And none of it was good. Like, my experience. I, I Boba Fett, gets smashed into a planet like a like a bumblebee running into a glass window, like a bird that knocks itself out. And then he just disappear again for twenty years. That is the end of Boba Fett.
1: I mean, I can't speak for certain. He might pop up. It's it's a complicated timeline, mate. This is back when he was Jaster Keel. I think that was his name, because they gave Boba Fett his real identity before the clone before Attack of the Clones. So he had this whole other fake identity. Why
0: is his name not just Boba Fett?
1: No, he had, it was called Jaster Keel, and he was like a um. I think he was meant to be like an office man who just got bored one day and snapped. And then, what? or he was what? like a clone trooper? I can't remember. But then it gets revealed no, no, no. That was his secret, secret identity. And he was really just Boba Fett. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Even that's vague uh, uh, in my mind. I think that's in the, ha- I think that's in the Han Solo trilogy. Uh, uh, oh, we should read that together, mate. You'd love please, it. Paradise please, Snare. Oh.
0: Please. Let me, let me, let me get what I want this time. (laughs) No more, Duncan, no more. No more.
1: No more for now. (laughs) But if anyone else does want a little bit more, why not reach out to us Us either on our Instagram, it's just fantasy podcast. If you're listening to this and you don't follow us on Instagram, please do. We do post interesting things occasionally. Snippets, let you remind us when the new episodes go out, check us out there. And it's the best place Mm -hmm. you want to reach out and just share your opinions with us. Like even if it's a not very interesting opinion, let us know. We do generally read everything. Do reach out. Oh, and Gmail, obviously it's just fantasy podcast at gmail.com. Again, we do also take your opinions there. And if they're really interesting, we'll discuss them on the podcast. It can relate to the Star Wars or any book that we have or have not read already.
0: Huh. No, 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 no more Star Wars. No more. No, no, no. Get, <laughs> Which one should already read, read for next? for one year until...
1: Should he read oh, Air of the Empire? We'll be... Air <laughs> of the Empire? For May next 4th time... next
0: year? Wait, next time, Duncan. Next time, Duncan, we'll be reading The Subtle Knife next week on Sunday, okay?
1: I look forward to it.
0: What are we going to call this? Like, originally I was thinking we would call it Lord Dump, but now I feel like it should just be called Guantanamo. <laughs> okay. And I've been your beleaguered host, Geordie Bailey.
1: And I've been your overly excited, passionate and inspired host, Duncan Nichol.
0: Goodbye, Duncan. Next time, good books. Good books. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
1: Yeah, I mean they're just called law dump episodes. So yeah, fantastic.